taking the leap when you know that you're ready to change your lifestyle. You want to become an indie parent. How do you take that leap? What are the first steps? When do you know that the time is right? We're going to be talking about that today on the Indie Parent Podcast. Welcome. I'm Amy Belgart, and my co-host is Desiree Fawn. Hello, Desiree. And we... We are, we are now doing a weekly podcast every Tuesday at 9 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio and also on iTunes. Learn more about us at theindieparent.com. And today we wanted to talk about taking the leap to become self-employed. It's, it's terrifying sometimes. It's, it could be scary. It could also be very, very exciting. So we're going to share some stories, our personal stories, when we knew it was time to take the leap and how we prepared and uh, the highs and lows because there's good with the bad and we're going to be talking about that today. So I guess I'll jump in with my story. And, and if you've been listening to the show, you, you kind of have a, an idea. But if you're new, um, I, I worked a full-time job for a state office here in Oklahoma and had a very secure paycheck, had my insurance paid for. But uh, I had just had my first son, went back to work and realized, this job sucks. This lifestyle sucks. This is not what I want. I want to be home with my, with my child. I want to call my own shots and um, you know, make my own schedule and, and not miss a moment of his life. And my husband at the time had really wanted to branch off and, and create his own business doing a recording studio and becoming a jingle writer. But we just kept waiting for like that moment that we would know and then it would just happen and, you know, things were moving, you know, kind of slow. And I, I decided one day I, I called him up and I said, I said, I'm not going to just quit my job today, but in a, in a year's time, I'm going to quit. So we need to come up with a plan. And we used that year to kind of come up with a plan. What would happen when I came home and what I was going to do, what he was going to do. And we had to, you know, kind of put those thoughts into place because and here's the thing, we're all in different positions that may, it may be a shorter amount of time for you to take that leap yourself. It may take longer, but having some sort of a plan is, is always good because you need something beyond just your drive and your motivation. You can't just assume that a check is going to land in your mail 30 days after you quit your job with no plan whatsoever. So yeah. I, I mean, I think we stocked up a little bit of money, but we didn't have a whole lot of money to stock up. Um, I didn't have insurance after I quit, so I needed to figure out how I was going to get private insurance because I had a young son. I had a two-year-old son when I quit. My husband only had a small part-time job at a radio station, and he had to try to create full-time income now since I was the breadwinner before. So he started building up a studio in our home and we had to borrow money to do so, which I don't necessarily recommend because that can create a lot of stress. If you build up too much debt as you're trying to build a business, it's, it's really hard to get ahead. And we learned, we learned that the hard way because it took us a long time to get out of that debt, but he had to buy a keyboard so that he could write jingles at, at home for extra money. He had to buy equipment to record bands. We needed microphones and and mixers and all of the things that you need. Of course, back then, you know, everything wasn't on the computer like it is now. So you had to actually buy physical pieces of equipment and it was expensive and we didn't have a whole lot of money. 
but mm-hmm. he took those tools and called everyone that he knew, all the bands that he knew from the time when he was in a band and asked them if they needed a recording studio and that he was doing it. And he was, he had, he was offering a lower rate than, than the, the studios in town were offering because he was doing it out of his home. So, but the quality was, you know, comparable to what was already out there that was more expensive. So he, he immediately, he got really scrappy. He called everyone he knew and said, Hey, I'm doing radio jingles. Now I'm doing commercials. Now, if you need any, any help with one, let me know. And I'll put one together. And of course his rates were lower than his competitors because he wanted to try to get as much work as he could. And I was there at home with my son, but I was helping him with the, the paperwork. I was helping him with the billing. So if someone was, you know, past 30 or 60 days on paying, I was the one that would call up and, and you know, friendly reminder to please pay or we, we can't eat. <laughs> um, and basically, we both got really, like I said, scrappy. And, and, he, and he did it. He was able to make money. We weren't making a ton of money, but he was working, I mean, as many hours as he could. We had bands over our house. I would try to sleep at night with a young son that was two, three years old with heavy metal music coming from the other room. I mean, we did that for, for years and we, you know, he could charge an hourly rate and, you know, we could get paid usually right away. So it was a good scenario, but it wasn't the perfect lifestyle. I mean, we were working for ourselves. We can call our own shots, but we had heavy metal bands and guys who sometimes were slobs in our house, you know, they're using my bathroom or only a bathroom. And, um, it was just the sacrifice we made because we knew that that wasn't his ultimate goal to have a recording studio. That was just what he was good at at the time and enabled him to still work for himself so that he could later get to a place that I don't even know if he knew exactly where he wanted to go at that point. So really taking the first leap for anyone, I think means coming up with a plan of when you want to do it and then making a plan of how you're going to do it and know that it's going to be, the, the pay is going to be probably nothing or very little for a long time. And that it's all about that networking and reaching as many people as you can to let them know what you're doing, looking for maybe uh, freelance gigs with whatever you're doing, whether you're a writer or a musician or a blogger or whatever it is, reaching as many people that can possibly be your customers or your clients or people who are employing freelancers on the side. So, I mean, when I first started, there was a lot of, you know, even the blogging industry, I, I was writing about things I didn't really care about in the beginning because I was kind of just taking whatever jobs I could so that I could use that income to then invest back into uh, what I was doing or just to use it to pay the bills, you know? So Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's, you know, this, there, there'll be this transition, like as you keep doing that, where you can start letting go of the things you really don't want to do, but you needed to do it to, to get to the ultimate goal that you have. And Desiree, I don't know about you guys, but that, that was probably the biggest thing is just having some kind of plan of when this was going to happen. And then yeah. kind of together, especially if, if you, if you do have a partner or you're married, you have to be on the same page because if it's just one person on that page, it, it, it can create a lot of resentment with the other yeah. uh, spouse or partner. And, and then it creates a lot of arguments and then you can't focus on what you're doing because you're so distracted with the personal stuff in your life. So, 
Exactly. When I um, closed down my store, I remember making that call to my partner and just saying like, this is the end. This is the last day. I I can't go on like Mm -hmm. this anymore, (laughs) quite literally. And he happened to be on a business trip at that time. So um, he had basically said, you know what, do it, follow your guts, follow what you believe to be the right choice and go for it. And that's a big deal to have someone who will stand behind you and, and let you make a ridiculous decision like that. In my case, it was walking away from my whole job and knowing that the next day I no longer made any money. (laughs) Um, and in fact was losing it, (laughs) just losing it somewhat slower. And, uh, so that was a, that was a big deal. And we did struggle. We struggled hardcore in that first year or so when it was like, well, I've decided I'm going back to the blogging world where I wasn't making a ton of money at the time because I hadn't been as dedicated to it the year that I had the store. I like to call it my lost year because I feel like I didn't see my kid. I didn't really see my family. I don't, I was floundering. Um, And that's, I mean, again, why I knew I had to leave. So I didn't have a massive plan. I will say that. Um, We had just moved into a new place together and I suddenly had no way to pay for anything at all. And all of that was intensely stressful. Um, And it took a while for us to finally, you know, get to a point where the money stuff wasn't as hard. And in the last year, in the last six months, actually, it got to a point where my money stuff is, is better than his money stuff, which is why he's leaving his 12 year broadcasting position to, um, work on a project with me because my work is getting so busy that we've expanded and, um, I need him and his talent. My partner is a television producer and shooter, editor, voiceover guy, sort of Jack of all trades in that department. Not unlike Amy's partner. (laughs) So funny. Um, They're very similar. Yeah. We have these techie industry guys on our side, which is perfect. Um, but yeah, it went from a point from, you know, me making $200 a month with a few odd writing gigs to surpassing his salary to the point where now he can join me and we can build it from there. Because if I can do that in two years with one person, then we know the power of both of us doing that. I feel like I've, I've literally just cloned myself. (laughs) (laughs) and can now take on so much more. So it's a very exciting time right now. But again, his plan too, he had thought about uh, leaving his job in September. So, you know, we had sort of this six month window we were talking about and that window got very small, very fast because he decided, no, now is the time. And I remember we went for coffee. It was actually only a few weeks ago from when we're talking right now in uh, April, 2015. And uh, we went for coffee and it got to the end of that coffee. And by the end of it, he had called HR to figure out about transferring his pension. And that day he sent the letter to his boss saying, I'm done. Um, so while we had a plan, it, it got ramped up and it got quicker <laughs> and the plan is in full motion at this very time, but we were able to 
you know, sort of flush out exactly what our goals are and exactly what we want to do moving forward. So that as soon as he had his last day of work, which is actually tomorrow, um, then we have a total clear direction, which I'm sure will change because it always changes, but we Mm -hmm. have a clear path to take right now. And that feels a bit safer than when I had taken the leap from my job and had really no idea what I was going to do. I had just decided in my head that I was going to make it work. (laughs) And a lot of work and a lot of tears later, I did. I did. Um, And I think a big part of that was being willing to let other people in on what I was doing and find that support, which is exactly what we want to be for all of you listening out there is we want you to have someone to connect to who's already done it, who is in it, in the thick of it, and who has some advice about what did work and what didn't work. And while our experiences are fairly different on either side, there's a lot of similarities that all um, indie parents, as we're calling them, um, will experience and will, you know, different phases that you'll go through. And we really want to be able to say, you know, what we have been there, we know how you feel because we've taken those big leaps and taken those chances and worked our butts off to get where we are. And we want to help you guys do the same thing. Yeah. And that's why the community to me is so important and why we got so excited about it when we talked about it last year, because in our next episode, we're going to be talking about going against the grain. And what that means is like, we we are the parents that who go against the grain that are living a different lifestyle. And we are constantly being told that we're crazy or that we're reckless. Um, for example, my husband and I, since we've always worked for ourselves, we don't really have a retirement plan, you know? And I'm sure that my parents and his parents think we're completely nuts. I mean, they've kind of expressed some concerns of like, well, you don't have any retirement coming out of your paychecks. And we're like, yeah, so what? We don't even want to retire, you know, because we love what we're doing. Yeah. To me, the whole point is to not want to retire. I feel like I I have retired in some ways because I, I'm traveling the world. I'm taking my families to my, my family to vacations. I am working the hours I want to work. I'm making good money. I mean, like, why would I want to ever leave that? You know, if, if anything, exactly. I may want to work less maybe down the road so that I can, you know, I don't know. I, but, but then again, it's like, it's so a part of me to get so immersed in my projects and my ideas and my passions that I think that's part of my happiness. I think the that, reason that, that most of us are indie parents is because we love to love our work and like, we don't, we have a hard time shutting it off and that just doing work for somewhere else, for someone else, somewhere else is never going to be as fulfilling as uh, working for ourselves. Yeah, I agree. I I totally agree. And, you know, it's funny because I think someone asked me, so, you know, one day do you think you'll sell your, one of your businesses? Like, will you sell mom spark one day? And I, I can't even imagine not having it. So I, I, mean, I can't even answer that question because I don't know what's going to happen 10 years from now. But, and really, you know, the market changes. So I don't even know if blogging will be a thing. And that, and that's another thing to think about, you know, that whatever career path that you're jumping into, you have to be prepared to evolve with it because the market changes, um, technology changes, mediums change. I mean, when I started my blog back in 2008, 
uh, I remember when Twitter first launched, Twitter wasn't even a thing when I started. Um, Either that or it was so brand new that nobody really knew how to use it. And then Facebook, of course, you know, came along and Instagram and all these things. And, and I, and I think about, you know, how much it's just changed in the seven years that I've been doing it. Well, back you in the day to... when Facebook, you couldn't be a business, you couldn't promote I business know. on yeah. Facebook and now it's I like know. the it's number crazy. one way to do it. I know. It's insane. And Pinterest wasn't even a thing until a few years later. And these are all ways that we're now all getting traffic to our blog. So they're all wonderful tools. But you have to be prepared to evolve with whatever your market does and not be stubborn about it. Because I see bloggers that are just not willing to make certain changes to go with the, the flow of the market because they're just stubborn, you know. It, but I think to have a good business model and to be a good business owner, you've, you've got to be flexible and roll with the punches and evolve your business. And that's one of the reasons why Desiree and I don't just do one thing. We've got three or four businesses each and not putting all of our eggs in one basket because that's not what the entrepreneur does. That's not what the self-employed parent does really, because one of those things may go down in the market. Businesses may not want to hire bloggers in, in the, in the next few years. They may want to be doing something else. Maybe they want to be doing more television with bloggers or, you know, and so we're trying to brush up our skills on all these things all the time and learning as much as we can in all mediums and, and then totally different businesses like Desiree and I do an MLM. We do uh, Young Living, completely different business model, but yet we can use social media skills to tie it in. But it's a completely different world. But it's exciting because we're not all wrapped up in one thing. Now, saying that. You don't want to stretch yourself so thin that you then let one or the other slack. If it's working and you're doing doing um, well in whatever that is, you know, stay at it. I I think it's really smart to not have all of your time invested in just one thing. And I know that's really hard because we only have so much time in the day. But if you have the kind of mind that Desiree and I have, and you have a million ideas running in your head all of the time, you're not even it's not even possible for you to stick with just one thing anyway. <laughs> maybe you want to write a book a or whatever. It took me a long time to come to terms with the fact that maybe that's okay to mm. always be thinking about the next project or the way to improve the next thing. And it hasn't, I won't, I won't say it hasn't failed me. It hasn't steered me wrong. I've had failures. Absolutely. But it, I've never real, I've never regretted any of them, even the store. I don't regret it. It was just a a different path that I had to take. Like we said before, that's, that's how we learn and that's how we get better. And that's how we get to the places that really pay off in the end that are really fulfilling and make money and hopefully change lives. So the way I see it, if you didn't have those failures to, I, I think if you, if you, have failures and you only think there's one way to handle a failure, which is to whine and complain about it, then you're thinking about it the wrong way. You have two options. You can either take those lessons, move forward, see you later and move on. Or you can dwell on the fact that you've had that failure and let it bring you down. 
And I mean, there's really no other way about it. Those are your options. And I think we all know which is the uh, appropriate option to be taking. Right. And, and I think that we shouldn't even forget those failures. Like think about why that didn't work and what you learned from that and not repeat it. Cause I also see people repeating the same failures over and over again. And it, and then they get, and wonder very why frustrated. they don't work yeah. <laughs> and becoming very frustrated. And, but I think just having a negative attitude with anything in your life, well, it always stops you. It, it keeps you right where you are. And it's something, I mean, Desiree and I have fails all the time and bad days and struggles with trying to, to balance all of these ideas and projects that we want to do. And then our, you know, parenting and, you know, we'll be talking about parenting more and how we integrate that into our, our lives and how we travel and just, I don't know, stay on top of everything. Cause it's, it's crazy and it's, it's not a perfect process and it's always messy, but I think that that's part of what makes us unique is we're okay with it being messy and we're okay with it. Um, you know, being crazy. Exactly. Um, I think that the whole indie parent mindset, the whole, what your day-to-day life looks at, looks like, all of our days are going to be totally different, but I think there's the same sort of thing fueling the next project, the next thing you want to do, the next collaboration, no matter what your business, whether it's blogging, whether you own a service business, whether you work from home or you rent an office or you work with other people, it's about um, that I am in control of all the things that happen from here on. Do I want to have a week where I do better? Okay, well, time to find a new project, time to find something else to make money time to talk to some new people, to network. Um, Even this week, I mean, it's about trying new things. This week I went to a networking meeting with a local women's group in my hometown. And I've never done something like that before because it seemed very scary (laughs) to go in the world. You were probably really nervous about going, huh? I mean, did you feel anxious about going? Like you almost talked yourself out of it? I did. I felt a little nervous and I knew that I, I tend to be younger than a lot of entrepreneurs in that space. And it was true. I was probably the youngest by five, 10 years, depending. And I, I just didn't let it take over because, you know, I get to this networking meeting and I'm thinking probably I'm going to introduce myself to some people, hand out some business cards, that sort of thing. Oh, they want me to get up and talk for two minutes. Oh, okay. So then as I'm sitting there, I'm like, all right, elevator pitch, let's go. And when it came down to it, I just, I got up, I was a little nervous. I had that sort of shaky voice thing going on. And then I just talked and I just let it out. And by the end of it, they were handing me business cards. They wanted to be on our mailing list. They wanted to know more about what we were doing because they can see the value in what I'm offering. And from then on, it was just like, okay, no, I feel like that was absolutely something I needed to do. And now I'm over it. And now they know me. And it's time to keep going. And I feel like it's, it's about going outside of your comfort zone for a lot of those things, because ordinarily it's not something that I would do. I'm far more comfortable behind the mic, behind (laughs) the webcam, behind my blog, that meeting people in person is for me, for the introvert INFP is hard. Um, if you've ever been at a conference with me and wondered why suddenly I'm not there, it's because I went back to the hotel room for like 10 minutes to chill because I need that time for myself. Um, 
And I think it's knowing your limits and then pushing yourself in the way that you know you need to, to benefit your business and to really get that why to happen that we talked about in our last episode. Because if I didn't take those chances and make those mistakes, you know, like magic school bus, um, (laughs) then, then you wouldn't, you would never get any further. You would be stuck doing the same thing you're doing. So you have to push yourself beyond those limits. Yeah. And I I think that we need to embrace all of it, the the fear and the failure and the successes, because it all goes hand in hand. And as I said, you can't have one without the other. You, you need to fail. You need to. So yeah, I I love that you pushed yourself and, and went to that thing. So congratulations. It was great. Thank you. I even emailed everyone who I got a business card from. How's that for being on the ball? That's awesome. Thank you so much for listening to our third podcast, Taking the Leap, all about being an indie parent and making that leap from your nine to five into the career and the dream life that you've always wanted. Right now, if you can uh, hop over to theindieparent.com, you can subscribe to our podcast, unless you're listening to this while you're driving, in which case, when you stop your car, not at a stoplight, like in a parking lot, you should check out the hashtag, hashtag IndieParent, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, we're there, come and find us, and uh, maybe shoot a little picture, give us a little indie parent selfie of where you are when you're listening to this, again, not if you're driving, I don't condone that at all, and it's actually illegal where I'm in Ontario, it's not just frowned upon, you'll be fine for it. You can also check us out on Facebook and join our private indie parent Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash indie parent and because that's a mouthful you can also find a link on theindieparent.com that heads right to our Facebook group and uh, we will see you next week take care